Bang bang, what is up you guys? Welcome to this little bonus episode of sorts. Uh, as you heard on Monday's episode with Cousin Jeremy, I was able to record an episode of his podcast, the What Do You Like podcast, available wherever podcasts are found, except for Spotify. Spotify has a requirement of five podcasts, and I'm episode number four. So in two weeks, you'll be able to find it there. But for now, everywhere else, uh, podcasts are found. Um, yep, yeah, I recorded an episode of Cousin Jeremy's podcast with him over at the What Do You Like podcast, and it was pretty fun. It was a lot of uh, Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh, some Pokemon, but just uh, all around kind of just talking about nostalgia, uh, cartoons, and things of that nature. It was a pretty fun episode that I recorded with him, so much so that I wanted to give you guys a little preview of that episode. So if you guys like what you hear, head over to the What Do You Like podcast and download the full episode, you know, Give, give the boy a five-star review. Follow him on social media. And yeah, it was something that I was I was really excited for uh, to record. And once I listened to the actual finished product, it was also very fun. Cousin Jeremy, very close friend of us here at the PWT cast. And uh, I just wanted to give his show a little plug. So again, this is not a, a full episode with Dave and myself. It's just a snippet from that interview with Cousin Jeremy and I. So uh, enjoy. When did you did you start watching Digimon right when it came on? Like, were you episode one or like what kind of drew you to it? I remember watching every episode. I don't know if it's like while it was airing because that was just it would have aired on Fox Kids, which was like Fox's attempt that like uh, the WB had their own you know like child cartoon station and shit like that. ABC as well, all, all those places and. At the time, still, I am big Power Rangers fan, and Power Rangers aired on Fox Kids as well. They had just uh, a myriad of other shows, but Digimon was Digimon Power Rangers was basically what I would wake up stupid early on a Saturday for just to to watch. So I did watch it in real time. Um, like I don't, I don't specifically remember a point where it was just like, oh shit, now I'm into Digimon. I just remember it being a show and like kids around me. Um, also talking about it and like, oh, cool. I also watch this. Gotcha. So there's there's a, a social aspect to it too, because if you didn't watch it that Monday at school after Saturday morning cartoons, you're left out. You're either pretending like you watched it or it was, not involved. Yeah. I mean, very similar into like the way that I discovered Yu-Gi-Oh! Cause I, I discovered the show and like I, I had some of the cards, but I, I was under the impression this is just the thing me and my neighbors are into. Like me, Anthony, and Christian, this is something we watch, we play, nobody else does. And then you know, go to school and everyone has the cards and everyone's talking about the show. And I'm just like, whoa, like it's not just us, like this like weird, specifically nerdy, like niche thing. So there is a social aspect to it. And, and like I said, I, I remember there was uh, some kid that like my mom babysat and he was super, super into Digimon to the point where he had like the Digimon cards for the show and like a PlayStation game of Digimon. But uh, I neither had the cards nor a PlayStation, so never got to play it. But that was just a thing he had. He brought with him every single time he came over to our house and played by himself with these Digimon cards. (laughs) You never played with him? No, it well one it 
it's very it was a very weird card game. Like I'll say within you know, you have your, your Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Digimon. Uh Yu-Gi-Oh for sure the easiest of the three. Pokemon I've heard is easy to learn. I never did myself. And Digimon was very convoluted. I remember even as a child, very convoluted and not a successful card game by by any means. And he also maybe only had about like 12. So even if we both knew how to play, I don't think that he had uh, enough cards for the both of us to play. That makes sense. And I'm, I, I, mean, I don't know this, again, my knowledge of Digimon's not strong, but I'm sure it was a situation where Pokemon has Pokemon cards and they're very successful. So some marketing company is like, ooh, we have this great product. We need to get cards in the shelf. That's what's selling. Not really thinking about the actual game. Um, whereas like something like Yu-Gi-Oh, I think they very much thought of the game first. Because for Yu-Gi-Oh, did the card team come out first or did the card game come so out first? So with Yu-Gi-Oh, funny enough, in, in the manga, like the concept of playing cards was like a one-off thing. Like the whole thing was they would play in the manga – uh, the Pharaoh, for, for those of you unaware, um, the story of Yu-Gi-Oh! is Yu-Gi-Moto gets uh, a puzzle box from his, his grandfather. So, finally solves the puzzle, puts together this millennium, this giant necklace, with a, it's pyramid with you know, the Egyptian eye on it, and awakens the spirit of a 2,000-year-old Pharaoh, Atem. And Atem helps him just become a better duelist, a better friend, a better overall person. Uh, in the manga... Atem played different games with different people. You know, so the bad guys would fuck with him and his friends, and he would play a game of dice. He would play a game of Russian roulette. Yes, that is a thing. He, just <laughs> d- different games, but I guess the one that caught on the most was when they played Duel Monsters, an actual card game. So based on that, they kind of, everything else fell towards, like, make it just about the card game. Okay. So I, I get so I to, a long way to answer your question is yes. You know they they the card game first and then the show because even very very on early into like the first season of Yu-Gi-Oh, there's almost no rules even with their card game. Like it's just like now you know it's very oh you can only very bunch rules and you can only do this if you do that first. You can only do that if you do that and that. First season was just a wild blast. It was like, I'm just going to play this card. And because I said, <laughs> and, you know, it, it, again, it wasn't until it got more popular and stuff that they actually like, no, you fucking not. You can't do that <laughs> because you have to do A, B, and C first, you know? Yeah. You're not playing Blue Eyes, White Dragon first round. Yeah. yeah you can't play Blue Eyes, White Dragon the first round, you idiot. <laughs> Come on. See, I know a little bit about Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm pretty. I'm pretty knowledgeable about very little things. Wait, no, I'm very little knowledgeable about a lot of things. Well, hey, it's fine. You have really nerdy people like me who can inform you on these things. Absolutely. Um, but I kind of want to get back into little little scrump mm-hmm. on the playground. Yeah. Ta- talking about Digimon. Yeah. Was was there? Were you like known as like the expert? of the playground were you or was it very much a very egalitarian basically just saying that was awesome that was awesome that was awesome and just being really happy that other people are watching uh well you know what i was like i was kind of a shy kid 
when I was younger. So I nest like I, I had friends. Uh, I would talk to them about stuff, but it was more so with like my neighbors, my neighbors and my sister, my cousins that uh, I kind of, they were the people that I would talk to and like about this stuff because again, it was, I was a shy kid. So even if, Oh, me and Jeremy have the same interests and stuff, it was like, I don't know, I'm not going to bother. And again, this would be in 2000, the show ran from like 2000, 2001. So I would have been about even like first grade. Yeah, I would have been like first grade, like kindergarten, first grade ish. Um, so I wasn't exact. I wasn't the most social butterfly even then. You know, most most kids of that age are either the social butterflies that they grow to be, or kind of just reserved. And I I, I fell in the, the latter category. Uh, but it, yeah, I I it was a thing with like me, my sister, like my cousins. Because and the, the cool thing was is like my cousins they were girls, my sister as well, you know. So it it was like, oh, this is a boy show, quote unquote boy show, but these girls are into it. So that was also kind of like one of those cool things because even with like Power Rangers, there was always that stigma of oh, it's a boy show, and I have now plenty of friends that are you know women who love the show who grew up watching it. But again, there was that stigma it's a boy show so you don't talk about it and they wouldn't you know like i remember my next door neighbor she came over once and me and my sister were like oh we're gonna watch power rangers and she was just like that's a boy show so i'm not gonna watch that and she just went back home and we were like oh okay um yeah but no i mean so it would have been a thing i I wouldn't necessarily because even then back then like i wasn't it's now in my my later years that i've uh, rekindled my love with Digimon and I now I consider myself like a Digimon expert because again then I watched it because that's you know it's all that there was to watch um, but it wasn't it's more so one of those things that I look at I look back now that I'm like man this was a thing I loved as a kid and rediscovering it as an adult um, it, it kind of goes back to like a few years ago actually where they put up uh, the first two seasons um, on Netflix and I just sat down and rewatched them and it was like that rediscovering like, Oh fuck man, this episode was kind of dark or like, Oh yeah, that was pretty fun. And just, again, the music, the music factors into a lot of it. You know, you mentioned the one thing that you remember specifically is the intro. Very catchy. It's a, it's a very catchy song and uh, hearing it 52 times in a row while you're completing the first season, it's, it's very hard to just get it out of your head. Um, but you know, I, I think now, like, in, in, you know, as, as I'm older and the, even as of recent, to kind of even keep it with, you know, this first season, um, a few years ago, the company that I believe is Toei, um, they rebooted in, in a weird way, but like a completely different animation style, which is set like four years after the last time we see these kids, you know, these original eight digit destined. And it's kind of just like its own thing, its own continuation. The kids are like older now. They're like seniors in high school and shit. And it's very much like, oh, cool. Like they're, they're closer to my age or not closer to my age now because we would have been about the same age, like show wise, but just seeing them like grow up and, it's interesting. It's interesting. I, I don't, I'm not sure if that's like canon specifically, but it's interesting to see like, oh, okay, this is where these character arcs are going. And again, it's, 
it, it's it's just interesting to see like okay, this is realistically where, you know, these people would have gone. Like, for instance, I'm not finished with the series, so forgive me if anyone's listening to this. Like, fucking idiot, you're getting it all wrong. Uh, <laughs> but there, there's, there's the character of Joe, who's, he's like the nerd in the group, always studying, super book smart, super about school and books. Uh, and at one point, when, you know, all the Digimon have come back and stuff, and everyone's super excited to have their, their Digimon partner back. He's kind of just like... <laughs> Okay, but like I, I have to study, like I have to do all this bookwork stuff, and breaks down at a certain point where he's just like, "How long do I have to be a fucking digi and try to save the world? Like, I've got my own life, I've got a girlfriend, I got school, like, like fuck off, you know? I, I have my own stuff to do, and that is a thing that that like you have to think about. Where, at, at least to me, these eight kids get thrust upon, you know, they get told like hey you have to defend this digital world which okay they're kids you know when you tell a bunch of 10 and 11 year olds you have to save everything then they do and just every every now and then you know this thing keeps coming back and they keep having to fall into it but at this point they're growing into adults and you know what was a fun adventure when you were 10 is it might seem like a chore now that you're you know 17 going on 18 and you're trying to get all these exams so you can go to college and uh, so just in, it's just interesting at least from my perspective to see that like oh you do see these kids from little kids to like now older adults and just seeing everything again i'm not it's pretty much sticks to canon what's going on i don't know if it's exactly canon but just at least from my perspective interesting to see like oh i guess i've grown up with these kids because uh, I was watching them when we were both the same age, and although now I'm 27 and I got a, a few years on them, uh, pretty interesting to see where most of those characters wind up. Because and how much of the things, as much as things change, things still stay the, stay the same in the sense of like still like a struggle over who who is the leader of this group and who is it. <laughs> 